It's the morning after the Easter long weekend 2015. Everyone is heading to work. The employees at Hatton Garden are about to walk into a huge mess. Safety deposit boxes busted open and millions of pounds of jewellery and gold gone, resulting in the biggest burglary in English legal history. What happened? Who done it? We'll find out on this week's episode. Welcome back to Cheeky Tales. Thanks for joining us again this week. If you're new, welcome. I'm your host for this week's tale, John, and with me is everyone's favourite tennis fan, Aaron. Hello, boy. How are you? Hello. I know little bits about tennis. <laughs> yeah, well, you're the tennis fan. Your last week's episode was all about tennis. You know, the first piece of feedback that I got about last week's episode. Yep. I don't even like tennis. I'm not listening to this one. <laughs> I was like, all right. Do you want to name and shame that person? Let me guess. Chloe? She, yep. <laughs> I wasn't going to. I was just going to be like, she knows who she is. Cheeky Tales number one fan or number one feedback giver, <laughs> Chloe. <laughs> she- <laughs> Yeah, she does love giving the feedback and I appreciate it, but... Oh, we do. It's <laughs> great. I refuse to listen. <laughs> so, she did, didn't... Ha- I, uh, I guilted her into... Okay, fair enough. Maybe listening. I'm sure she had fun. Anyway, I've got a heist tale for you this week, boy. Real Ocean's, Ocean's Eleven stuff. You know, well, I've never seen that movie. Oh, you are a movie noob. <laughs> Seriously. Are you serious? I've never seen Ocean's Eleven, yeah. What about Twelve. No. 13? Why would I have seen the sequels if I, I didn't see the original? Who knows? You may have. Yeah, I've seen Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire. That's it. You know, I reference <laughs> Harry Potter a lot. I've realised. I think every episode there's been a 10 points to insert Well, I, there was one last week, yeah. Yeah. I'm going to stop doing that. So, this, this tale this week is also not really a mystery. It's a heist, which is fun. Bit of a spoiler, but we'll get into that later. I find it lame when people are caught for heists. Reserve your judgment. Judgment. For I will do no such thing. Judgment has been given. Well, we'll, we'll see if you uh, still find it. Win alone. me over. Yeah, okay. Steal my attention, boy. So, Hatton Garden. Missed that one. I, I got it. Steal my attention. <laughs> Don't worry. I've been thinking of one for your next episode too. Don't worry. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> so, Hatton Garden is a commercial zone in London. It's kind of, uh, what do we got? We got northeast of Buckingham Palace. Yep. And northwest of the Tower of London. Okay. Probably still have no reference for where this is. I've got a vague reference. Okay. I've got a, got a British mate at work and quite often I'll be like, show me something in England. Yeah, right. Went to look for the uh, source of the Thames the other day. Okay. So far away. I couldn't believe how long that river is. But anyway. Yeah, right. Nice. So, it's London's go-to shopping dis- uh, destination for diamond jewellery, watches and affordable luxury. Okay. Affordable luxury. Affordable luxury. That's what, okay. that's what Wikipedia said under Hatton Garden. All affordable right. luxury. And at 8890, so it's like 88-90, that's the yep. address, Hatton Garden is Hatton Garden Safe Depository. Okay. So, a bank, but not a bank? It's a safe depository. Yeah. So, and I believe it's mainly used by the local jewellers and businesses. Okay. Not surprisingly, uh, I couldn't find do too many details on the actual vault. What? You mean you couldn't find the exact blueprints online with a simple search? No. No, I couldn't. Shocking. But what How I do- How do these heisters do it? <laughs> what I do know is it's underground, has solid concrete walls, big old steel door, like vault door. I actually have a vague memory of hearing about this. Really? Okay, yeah, that's cool. Yeah, maybe. And inside is 999 safety deposit boxes. Well, that just seems I know, like they could have squeezed one more I'm in. I'm sure they could have put an extra one in there. So, I'm going to assume you know what a safety deposit box is? Yes. Okay, cool. But maybe our listeners don't. Would you like to tell me? A safety deposit box is like a safe in your house, but it's in a big vault that people can't get into. So, you put things like 
jewellery and other valuables like your important documents. Do you want to reference Harry Potter? And- no. Okay. Because that was just a bank vault, really, was it? When he went and got his all these gold. Look, I feel stuff. like we're going down the rabbit hole of uh, <laughs> Harry Potter references I'm again. I'm going to talk to you Harry Potter. How you know and understand things. Oh, don't so, make it sound like all I know is Harry Potter. <laughs> it's happened again. You're doing it, not me. All right, let's get on to the heist. So they suspect the gang started planning about three years prior to the job. The uh, gang. Yep. Research. Well, we'll get into that. Researching drills, etc., and stuff like that. Then, about in 2015. They started scouting out the actual building of 8890 Hatton Garden. And coming to about January, the proper planning started. They would meet every Friday night at the pub, the Castle Pub in Islington. Nice. Uh, to maintain the mystery a bit, uh, I'm going to go with their aliases for now, like throughout the story with their aliases. Uh, some of them aren't very creative, but we'll get to that at the end. So, my immediate thought is a pub isn't exactly a private place to have a meeting. Why, like, why would they go Probably to a pub? Not. I don't know. That's They went to the pub. And, like, British pubs, when I picture them, are really cramped. You know, like, you're crammed in there. You're going to be next to people who can hear you. Fair enough. That's... We Didn't w- think of that, did you? We might we might get back to this later. Uh, ooh. Yeah, we, we might get back to this later. I'm ahead of the game. So, on April 1st, electrical cables under the pavement in Kingsway uh, caught fire, which is just around the corner from this place, leading to a serious disruption in central London. The fire continued for the next two days with flames shooting out of manhole covers from a burst gas main. Sorry, what? A the, gas main was on fire? Yes. And so you'd be walking down the street- And there's fire shooting out of manhole covers. Dope. London is dope. <laughs> hey, you Several- want to go stand next to a dirty river and have a manhole cover catch fire next year? Potentially blow up into the air as it we brush goes We got city for you. So several thousand people were evacuate, evacuated by nearby officers and several West End theatre performances were cancelled. There was also substantial disruption to telecom infrastructure. This isn't proven, but it's suspected to be linked to the heist. So they reckon that uh, the gang went ahead and did that to... They're not sure how, but they reckon those so because later on the gang is seen wearing high-vis clothing with like gas and oh, stuff written on the back of okay. it. Oh, okay. I thought you were just going to leave it at high-vis. I was going to go, case closed. Uh, so this is Thursday, April 2nd. What year? 2015. It's not that, oh, this is, not that this long is ago. Recent. It, it's six years ago. No wonder I've heard about it. Yeah. I was like... A human being that could watch the news. And remember, so being April 2nd, remember this is Easter long weekend. Okay. It's 2015. What, what would I have been doing then? I would have just started working. No, it's in April. I wouldn't have. I was a bum. Had no job. <laughs> right. So, 2nd of April. Yeah. Thursday night. I'm sleeping till 12. 8.20 p.m. You would have been awake. Maybe not. This is in England. Anyway. Just a few hours after the security guards at Haddon Garden Safe Deposit left, the gang assembled. The master, first alias... Wow, I assume he gave that to himself. Uh, I'm not sure who gave him the aliases. I'm guessing. Anyway, he's the eldest of the gang, and he took two buses to get to Hatton Garden. He jumped on a bus. Sorry, a bus? He took a bus. Took two buses. How Ocean's Eleven of him. Uh, The others arrived in a white van. (laughs) Sorry, a bus. Okay, cool. Please remind me to bring the bus up later. Okay. Because it's it's awesome. I'm pointing out- Oh, the bus is- Okay, was it their bus? No, it wasn't their bus. So, the master actually used someone else's pass to, on the bus. So, he okay. wasn't actually under his real name. Yeah, I've got to remember that this is, this is recent. Yeah. So, yeah, all these- Like, there must be cameras everywhere. Yeah. Okay. Um, so, the other guy showed up in a white van. Uh, Kenny drove and initially parked up on Leather Lane, another street around the corner. First, Danny and Carl Wood. He had no alias, so 
Just that's his name, Carl Wood. <laughs> Everyone else has an alias. Oi, Carl. Yeah. Well, the other one was Danny. That's you can kind of see what maybe his name might be. Anyway. They got out and walked up and down uh, Graville Street, which is, again, it ran along the side um, where there was an entrance into Hatton Garden, like okay. into the courtyard. So, they were checking out the building. So, Graville Street is the front or is it the back? I think it's on the corner. So, it's like- Okay. The, the, the place is on a corner. Yeah. And one of the streets go down one, one way and there's like a back entrance courtyard yep. um, down that street. So, they're walking up and down, we'll, sussing uh, the place out. We'll put a map up on our- Social media pages. We will. There will Facebook, be Instagram. I've Twitter. actually got a few um, pictures to post up of this one because there's some At cheeky tales pod. Yep, on all of them. Right. So they were doing that for a little while. Nine twenty-two p.m. The neighbouring jeweller Lionel Whiffen locked up and he left the building. The gang were watching and now their plan went into action. Uh, so although there was a number of CCTV systems covering the area, they stole the hard drives or recording devices for them. Were they in Hatton Garden? Some of them were. Okay. But Some of them were. Oh, so they yeah. So they they, they missed they missed a few. This is why oh, we okay. get the details we've right. got. Okay. So um, so yeah, the street CCTV captured some of the key moments, which is like why we can see them walking up the street, checking the place out, whatever. So first, Basil walked in from Granville Street and gained access to the main doors of 8890 Hatton Garden. So this place is, um, I believe, it's like multiple business in the one building. Yep. So there's lots of keys available. So they suspect okay. that he had a key and he's just opened up the front door and walked into like the main lobby of the building. Not necessarily the safety deposit box place, but just like the main area of okay. the building. So they've got a, a access to something else in the vicinity. Yes. And then Wood and Kenny got out of the van and Kenny came to stand opposite the fire exit door by a telephone box. That is because Basil had walked in and gone out to the back and opened up the fire door which led out to that courtyard that we where they first went and checked out around the back. So, they, okay. there's two entrances, entrances. So, they're letting other people in. Well, yeah, they're letting the guys in that come in the white van. Yeah. Kenny appeared to have something in his ear, possibly a walkie-talkie. Um, so, later on, we find that there's no, uh, there's a lack of evidence in phone calls. And this yep. is probably why they suspect they're using walkie-talkies. That's smart. <laughs> one thing I learned when you pranked me on my mobile one time was that your mobile provider has everything. Oh, really? Hmm. So, you remember what you did to me? Where you got everyone that I know to send me just zeros and ones and made me think that I was getting binary text messages? Now that you bring it up, yes, I do remember that. Yeah. The most humiliating prank that you've ever done to me. Because he had me calling, like, Optus and being like, man, I'm getting these weird text messages. But, like, it's not everyone. Some people are sending me normal texts, but a lot of people I'm getting binary. And they're like, that's weird. I mean, we can see it here, but all yours are going through fine. And, yeah, we can see the ones that are normal. <laughs> What a great prank. And then I find out what you've done. Optus call me back and they're like, yeah, well, is that still happening? I'm like, oh, <laughs> nah, it's cleared up, man. <laughs> How long did that go for? It was days. Oh, there so was like probably two days where I wasn't getting a single text message. I completely forgot about it. Obviously, you haven't, but I'd forgotten no, about it. No, because I'm scarred because Optus <laughs> thinks I'm a massive idiot. Well, look at this idiot. His friends oh. are sending him zeros and ones and now he's calling us for support. Oh, there you go. There's a mid-story little bit. <laughs> Not a little bit. So good. Little bitch. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> Going to have to put the explicit tag on this episode. Anyway, the main doors of the building uh, were wooden doors and they were secured with a mortar slatch, uh, which automatically locked when closed. Okay. Do you know what a mortar slatch is? No. So, I'm not a door technician. Would well, you know what a mortise joint is? My blank stare should tell you no. Okay. So, it's pretty much, it's just checked out of the middle of the door, like a okay. mortise and tenon joint. Stop saying the same word and expecting me to know. No, a mortise joint is a mortise joint. It's... you. Cut a little bit of timber out to go into something that you've checked out and it sits together. You would have right. done it in high school if you'd done manual arts. Oh, probably. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, moving along. 
Immediately behind, there was a magnetic glass door opened with a four-digit pin code uh, for outside business hours. Yep. Uh, all the tenants in the building had a key for the main door and knew the four pidget, the four pidget, the four digit pin. So this is for not just the safety deposit. No, this box. is just into the main entrance of the building. Okay. There was no sign of forced entry, so uh, Basil must have had keys and known the pin code. Okay. Experts also suggest it may have been possible to open the magnetic glass door by either covering the magnetic contacts or by like rippling, so like violently shaking it back and forth until it let go. What a great door. Yeah, great safety door, uh, security <laughs> door. Yeah, you just have to shake it a lot and it <laughs> opens up. <laughs> Once inside the elevator, so that you'd take an elevator to go down to the um, the vault and the safety okay. deposit place. Once inside, the elevator was moved to the second floor and disabled. Okay, how did they disable it? Well, there's like little control panels that you can pop open and right oh, yeah. so they would have had act- okay yeah so they've got they've got like an electronic sky that this will do that with them. really like i know i haven't seen it but it sounds a lot like oceans 11 sounds a lot like it's, it's awesome anyway we'll get into it you wait there's a great kicker coming oh foreshadowing so good so they moved the, the they moved the elevator up disabled it um yep. and the door sensor was left hanging so oh, okay so they've all gone down to what the bottom floor like yeah they've abseiled down the shaft. Oh. Oh, so they didn't go down and then send someone back up. Oh, okay. No, they've just moved they gotten- they've just moved the elevator up, opened the doors. Yeah. So that's just a shaft and they've abseiled down. But elevators don't open like the shaft is this like just bigger than the elevator. How have they gotten out and like abseiled down? I don't understand the question. Well, like the doors on an elevator, yeah. they face the wall. Yeah. There's two sets of doors. Oh. There's a door on the like- cab and then a door like on the on each it's floor. One of those, like- yeah, right. Oh, okay. It's 2015. It's not that old. It's normal. So hang on. They've gone. Elevator. They've got. I'm really fixated on this. So they've gone okay. down to a level, gotten out. No, no. They're on ground floor. Yeah. They moved the elevator up. Oh, okay. So they weren't in the elevator no. when they. Okay. No, they just moved it up. Right. Okay. So they're on a level. They're yep. not in the no. elevator. Okay. That makes ground sense. Ground floor, now. moved yep. it up, disabled it. Okay. Opened the doors so they could. Now they're abseiling down they- through the open doors on the floor, not. Yep. In the elevator. Correct. All right, I got you now. That makes sense. So, yeah, short drop down the shaft to the ground floor, uh, from the ground floor to the basement. Yeah. And at the bottom, the shutters were pulled open on the inside. So, they yeah, just open those elevator doors. Mm. They could just, you can just force them open. Yep. Don't do it. Very dangerous. I have looked down a elevator shaft that- Terrifying, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it's terrifying. Well, because it's just a straight drop. To the concrete drop. The building. Yep. Yeah. One or more of- the four men crawled out of the lift shaft and into the airlock. So there was a, like, yeah. Yeah. There's an airlock and cut the grey telephone line cable coming out of the iron box. So when they opened up the... So it was an airlock, not a man trap. Possibly. It just, man trap being there's two doors, you go in between, they yeah. lock both doors, you're trapped in there. Yeah. No, I think it's just a, an airlock. Yeah. So the GPS aerial was uh, broken off. So on the alarm, there's a GPS aerial. Yeah. Um, so they the, that was broken off and it significantly reduced the signal range. What had happened, they opened up those doors, which would have sensed the alarm. So they had about 60 seconds to get in there and disable the alarm before it sent the alarm off to the security mob. After attacking the alarm, the cover on the electrical box underneath the desk, which powers the outer sliding iron gate, was removed and the wires were cut. This stopped power to the iron gate, allowing it to be pulled open. Uh, The manual key operated door release does not appear to have been touched. The lock was broken off the wooden door to the deposit area, leaving a hole in it. This allowed access for larger machinery and easier passage to and from the vault. Okay. So you uh, open it up and there's like a hallway and it's got a series of like metal doors and stuff to get through. Like the opening to get smart? I guess so, yeah. Nice. (laughs) So uh, the gang moved in. Uh, Once Basil entered through the main doors, he waited until Mr. Whiffen had left the premises before he then opened the fire exit door to allow the others in. So 
Again, he's gone up and opened the fire exit door to allow the others in. Um, so I think through the fire exit, there's a, like an easier access down to the vault. So that's how they got down to that area, which then allowed them to go up through a fire exit. Right. So they get in and then someone just lets opens up the fire exit. They can yep. come back and forth. Yeah. Uh, to gain access to the Hatton Garden Courtyard, all that was required was to pull back the two bolts on the basement door. Uh, the door to the staircase from the ground floor lobby was never locked. So somebody just didn't lock it when they left? I guess so. Because wow. yeah, you can't get in from the outside, usually with those fire exit doors and stuff like yeah. that. They're, they're purely to be open from the inside. Oh, so it, is this a... Okay. Yeah. It's a fire safety thing. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the white van arrived and stopped outside the fire escape. Okay. The master, Terry, Danny and Wood got out and started to unload bags, tools and two wheelie bins, which they carried in through the fire escape down the stairs. Large metal joists were also ferried down the stairs. They would become important. So when they say large um, metal joists, they're meaning like an acro prop. Have you seen what an acro prop is? No. So it's, a, it's used in building to prop up um, like concrete formworks when they're doing like a concrete float, like a slab over the top, like in a car park. Oh, okay, yeah. Or when you're restumping your house, you put these acro props into um, I have seen support them. the house. Yeah. yeah. So it's a big metal thing. It's got like a screw yeah. in the middle and you can screw it in the middle to- um, Get different heights, yeah. Get different heights. Kenny set up his lookout across the street. So there's an office. So like I said, it's on the corner and directly across on the 45 degree angle, Kenny's gone up into a little window to act as a lookout. So from his lookout, he can see both the main entrance into the building and the fire escape entrance. So he's got a, so he's obviously there like, oh, someone's coming or whatever like that. The worst job in a heist, by the way. Probably. Lookout. Well, you'll just sit here and wait. So back down on the street, the van had moved off around the, around the block, around the corner. Kenny got out and walked to the back of the vehicle. Well, that doesn't make sense because I just said he, w he was in the lookout. So he must have gone and moved the van and then gone to be a lookout. So and it also seems like some of the burglars had forgotten something because then Danny came and joined him at the back of the van and got something. Like he'd come back right. from the building and had to walk all the way around to the corner so to get something. So they're starting to lose their organisation a bit. It's getting less Ocean's Eleven <laughs> as we get on. More Ocean Six. <laughs> so there was a green, he collected a green crate uh, from the van and returned to the fire escape. Yeah. Then he took... That and the wheelie bins down the stairs. Uh, so Kenny can be seen on the CCTV. Sorry, did you just say wheelie bins? Yeah, they had wheelie bins carrying their tools and stuff. Okay. Even less Ocean's Eleven again. We'll see. That's probably, I reckon the wheelie bins are quite clever. So Kenny can be seen walking along Hatton Garden to the crossroads with Granville um, yep. wearing a green quilted jacket, a flap cap and carrying a brown briefcase. So then he okay. went across to 25, which is the lookout place. Yeah. How we got in remains unclear but he spent some time at the door of the property as if trying to open it. There was an abundance of keys to the main door. So again, he must have just had a key. Okay, so he's likely got like a bunch of keys. He's flicking through them all. Yep. Okay. Uh, there was no sign of breaking at the 25 Hatton Garden as well. No sign of breaking uh, when the when the tenants returned after the Easter long yep. again. So must have just had a key, got in. So now we're at about 10.23 p.m. Uh, after about an hour, it appears that there was uh, a need to communicate with Kenny as Danny again exited the fire escape door and came out into Granville Street and headed towards 25, across the road to 25 Hatton Garden. Yeah. He appears to again have a walkie-talkie. So now we're at midnight. So that was uh, about 20 past 12. Didn't you say Friday they started morning. at 8.20? Uh, yeah, about that. So they've been going for three and a half hours at this point. Yep. Oh, long high. So now it's 20 past uh, 12 in the morning, Friday morning. Yep. Uh, and police believe they've the gang managed to open the outer iron gate into the vault to get access to the vault around about this time. Yeah. Uh, the alarm finally managed to send an SMS message to the monitoring company. So they've disabled the alarm, but it's still got a message out. The alarm's not going off and it's not signaling that it's going off, 
Yeah. But it sent a message out saying that it's been activated. Okay. You said before they took off the antenna. Yeah. So, it's suspected that once that iron door was opened, it allowed the GPS signal better reception and it was able to send yeah. the SMS off. Okay. But at this point, it's not saying I've been breached. It's, it's not constantly saying, going off. It's going hey, off. Um, I've gone I've off. something. Yeah. Okay. So, the monitoring company called Alok Bavishi. Yep, that sounds about right. It's not. <laughs> um, he's the owner of Hatton Garden Safe Depository. Um, Alok was told that the alarm was signaling. So he's gotten the message. He's gotten the message. Right. He was also falsely told that police were on the scene. By who? The monitoring company. Oh, okay. The so they've gotten the text and gone, oh, yep, yep, the police are there, cool. So Alok rang the security guard, Kevin Stockwell, who agreed to go to Hatton Garden. Okay. Alok himself was not originally intending to accompany him, but he decided he would go. Right, so there's two people heading over. Two people heading over. Yeah. So this, and now we get to about 15 past one. So another hour has gone past. So this is nearing on five hours doing this heist and they've gotten through, what, eight doors? Mm -hmm. They haven't even got to the vault yet, I don't think. So the security guard, Mr. Stockwell, arrived at the Hatton Garden at about, like I said, quarter past one. Yeah. At this point, the Kenny Mm -hmm. across the road, he's fallen asleep. Classic Kenny. (laughs) So he's failed to alert the gang that the security has... He's got one job. (laughs) He's failed immediately. Oh, he's had two jobs. He was driving the van as well. To be fair, he has been lying there for like, what, four hours at this point? About that, yeah. I'd Uh, fall asleep. Not the only... Anyway. Just let you know, don't ever let me be the lookout. (laughs) You'll fall asleep? Yeah. So, Stockwell had a look through the main door. Not that we're going to steal anything. No. The the security guard looked through the main door. Yep. He didn't see anything. So, he rang a lock, the owner, and like, False alarm, it's all good. Yeah. So, so he, there was nothing there, was there? No. Like, or was the elevator still forced open? I don't, I'm not sure. It wasn't mentioned. It just said that he couldn't see anything amiss. Okay. So he's gone home. So he's done a great search. Yep. He's rang yep. a lock, the, the owner, and said, yep. it's a false Nothing's alarm. Wrong. There's nothing here. Yeah. Okay. So he's turned around. He was about five minutes away. He's turned around and gone home as well. Yeah. And they're both like, well, stupid alarm system always going off. <laughs> Can you imagine knowing that you were that close? But then again, if he walks in, like, what's going to happen? It's five against one or something, isn't it? What uh, are you going to do? Yeah, well, I guess if he doesn't check in with his company, they think something's gone wrong. Yeah, true. But there, there was interviews with, like, the business owners that had their stock in the vault, then they were quite upset yeah. that they, it wasn't checked properly. Wouldn't you be? Yeah. Like, it's literally a vault, right? Like, they're supposed to have security. And they're like, yeah, look through the front door. Nothing was wrong, so I just went home. Can you imagine? Why would you even say that? So, this, this time period we're looking at now is that quarter past one to 7.50 a.m., so 8 o'clock in the morning. So, like six hours. The men spent the rest of the night cutting through the second sliding iron gate. Okay. Uh, the gang were left with just one more obstacle, the vault. Okay. The vault door? No. Okay. They decided not to have a crack at the vault door at all. They thought, that is too much for us. We're not even going to try. Okay. So, instead of trying to crack the vault door open, they had an uh, alternative, much more audacious plan, which had been three years in the making. Okay. Remember how I said they were researching drills? Yeah. Yep. First stage was to drill through the two meter thick concrete vault wall. Okay. Wow. Okay. Yep. Which like, actually that does kind of make sense. Concrete, you can kind of just drill through. Like a, a steel door, you probably can't. Well, you, you can. Yeah, probably louder, more effort. I don't know. I'm not a heister. Uh, you're also not a tradesman or anything. So you How have- dare you? <laughs> it's true though. It is true. I am, so. All right, carpenter. What? Is that meant to be a dig? I guess not really, but you don't work with concrete. Right. So, yeah, like I said, their their plan was two stages. Drill through the wall. Yeah. And then the safety deposit boxes are up against the wall. So, that's what the hydraulic pump, or sorry, they had a hydraulic pump and an acro prop. So, once they drilled through, they were going to put the prop through, get the pump and pump the pump until it pushed the box open. 
Okay. Which would allow them to crawl through the hole that I had drilled. Right. And get into the So they drilled the a big hole. They drilled three holes. Okay. So this drill that they got is a Hilti drill. It's made for like big core drilling. Yeah. And it can drill anywhere between a 50 mil to a 500 mil hole in concrete. Okay. So that's a five centimeter to 50 centimeter hole. Yes, correct. Sorry, just tradesmen speak. We always talk in mills. We don't talk in centimetres. These guys. So, they drilled three holes next to each other. Yeah. Which allowed them... And this is one of the photos I'm going to put on the on the socials. It's also like a one and a half metre hole. Yeah, it's enough for someone to crawl yeah. through. So, yeah, you're looking... Well, there's a bit of overlapping. So, you're probably looking at about 1,200 by like 450 high, like 40 foot. So, sorry, 1.2 metres by 45 <laughs> centimetres high. So, it's, it's large enough for yeah. people to crawl through. Only problem... Didn't quite go off as they planned. Okay. Uh, they ran into a problem as they put the acro prop through with their hydraulic pump yep. to push the thing over. What they didn't quite expect was that the safety deposit box, like the big mm. cabinet of it, was bolted to the ceiling and the floor. You know, I immediately thought that. I was like, it wouldn't be freestanding, right? No. They were ex- expecting yeah. it was just bolted to the floor. Oh, okay. So, they could just push it over. Yeah. Okay. So, the pump broke. That's, okay. the, that's the problem they ran into. They tried to push it over. The pump broke. Yeah. So, either way, not successful. They kind of reckon that they may have used the pump wrong, which that's why it broke. 7.50 a.m. on Friday morning, Wood, Danny, the master, and Terry left Hatton, Hatton Garden empty-handed. Okay, so day one, nothing. Nothing. The master, he was done. He didn't come back. Oh, so the guy calling himself the master yep. has one failed attempt. It's over. I'm going home. Yeah, his ideology was once you start going off plan, that's when mistakes happen. That's when yeah. you get... That's when you Which get Which actually caught. does make a lot of sense. All right, I'm back on the train of the Masters the best. <laughs> Everyone else, though, was pretty much more determined, so they were determined. Yeah, well, that's why they're not the Master. Anyway, we come back at uh, 4.30 on Saturday now. 4.30 in the afternoon, wow. Saturday. so they've had a siesta. Had a siesta. As the others returned home, uh, Danny went to a machine mart, and he bought a new pump and a new hose. Okay. So, they went and bought a new Restocking. pump. Restocking. Not the cheapest, I don't think, either. I no. think these pumps are about three grand. Oh. I should, when so I say three grand, I mean... a decent score. This is England, so it's in pounds. All right, we're back now. Um, eight o'clock Saturday night. Okay. Yeah, well, they- been, been to Bunnings. Yep. Picked himself up a snag and, yep. a, and a pump. <laughs> had, a, had a sausage on bread. Yep. Uh, the jeweler next door, Lionel, uh, he returned to his office with his wife, and they were making arrangements for an electrician that was due to visit the next day. Okay, so that would have been Sunday? Sunday. Easter Sunday? Yeah, Easter Sunday. What electrician works on Easter Sunday? Maybe one that doesn't have a choice because the office needs to be open yeah, during the right. week. I don't know. A, a smart one because they're getting quite a lot of penalty rates working on a Sunday. I can imagine. When he arrived at the fire exit, the jeweler next door, yeah. he found it to be unlocked and ajar, which worried him. So, he found the fire exit open. So, this not security trained electrician. No, no. This is the owner of the jeweler oh, next okay. door. okay. All right. Yeah. So, he knows the building. Yeah. He's found the door open and it's left him a bit worried, but he hasn't done anything about it. Okay. I was just about to give him props for noticing that. But no, he checked, the, right. he checked the door from the courtyard into the basement. And Everyone it was, other than the heisters so far is useless. Yeah. So, he's checked the, the door from the courtyard into the basement and it was bolted from the inside, which must have been Basil as he left. Yeah. So, he was like, it's all good. Everything's locked. Yeah. He cleaned and rearranged the office for about an hour and then he left via the fire exit. Yeah. Uh, and locked it at about nine o'clock. So, at 10 o'clock, uh, the gang have returned to give it another Red Hot Crack. Okay. Uh, again, Basil was able to enter the, f- the front door. Yep. Uh, and head down and go down the little passageway up to the fire escape where the other guys were waiting. So, I assume nobody else has been in this building? No. Okay. It's Easter long weekend. Yeah. During this time, the three appeared to enter into a discussion. 
and Wood decided it. He was he was out now too, so he's okay. gone. Wood's Carl Wood's gone. Yeah. He's, he's oh no, not Carl. Carl, the one with no nickname, Carl. Yep. Uh, so Basil again let the gang through the fire escape. Okay. Uh, Dunny was seen on CCTV bringing in a new hose and pump. So they okay. left all their tools there too. I mean, why not? This time the burg- the burglars made a crucial breakthrough using the metal joist to give it more purchase, and the hydraulic ram finally managed to push the cabinet over into the vault. So they're in. They've yep. done it. So they're all high fiving. Yep. Uh, yep. I think two of them went through. I think uh, it was. Yep. Um, well, got to have another lookout to fall asleep. Well, yeah. This one doesn't. Did they st- know that Old Mate had fallen asleep? I'm not sure. It doesn't say anything about it. I did so watch. That was Kenny, right? Yeah, I did watch a video, uh, and it, they interviewed Kenny. Yeah. Oh, okay. So yep. the, you can find videos of them interviewing. Yeah. Doesn't mention anything about him falling asleep in the in the video, but this is just <laughs> one of the details I, mean, I would found. Would you? Probably not. So they're inside the vault. Yeah. 999 safety deposit boxes. How many reckon they got into? Have I'm a stab. Gonna, I'm going to say like six. Something ridiculously low. No, they did. They got into more than six. Okay. But you're not far. You're like, you, you're on the right track. They busted open 73. Okay. That's more than I would have expected, to be honest. <laughs> and the funny thing about this, all, all the um, boxes that they got into were like waist to chest height. They didn't worry about working like above their shoulders or that like does make sense bending over. They've just gone. I would assume easy that the ones access. in the middle yeah. are probably the biggest and probably the ones held by the people with the most money. Uh, from the video I watched, n- not necessarily. It varied in size. Like there were big ones on the bottom, okay. middle, small ones during the middle. They've just. I would just assume that you would have a box that's large enough to hold something heavy at an appropriate height to hold something heavy. Yeah. Okay. So this is like I said, around 10 o'clock at night. Yeah. Boom. We're at six o'clock in the morning now, Sunday morning. Okay. So they've been at it all night, busting open deposit boxes and plundering loot. Good on them. As dawn broke, the gang emerged from Hatton Garden, arms filled with loot. Danny was first, carrying the pump and hose back into the van. Yeah. Terry soon joined him and together they brought the two wheelie bins and several bags, all full of jewels and other valuable items up the stairs of the fire escape. Yeah. Wheelie bins have come important. They've loaded the wheelie bins up with jewellery. Yeah. Whatever they can so carry. Dragon, their bins full of gold. Yep. So is the wheelie bin a smart idea now? Still feel like there's probably a more awesome way of doing it than a garbage bin. <laughs> Just a green. I guess like in reality. Yeah, it's not as glamorous as the movies it's make not it. It's glamorous, in. but it is inconspicuous. Due to the weight of the bins, this was <laughs> it was actually quite difficult to get it up the stairs. Of course it was. It's full of gold. Uh, Kenny, meanwhile, left his lookout post and walked to where the, the van was. So he, yeah, he was still at the lookout. Okay. He uh, slept through. He drove the van around to the fire escape, Kenny did, and he remained in the van while Dunny uh, and Terry loaded up, uh, obviously the very heavy wheelie bins and bags. Basil joined, again carrying the bin bag on his shoulder, having exit through the ground floor. So, I don't believe, a bit of foreboding here, um, I don't believe Basil left with them in, in the van. Yeah, okay. So, so he's gone somewhere else. Yeah, he's taken that bag that he had and said, cheers boys, thanks for the job, and he's walked off into the sunset okay. sunrise so the video of him walking away he was very clever he kind of had an idea where these cameras were yeah and he had the bag on his shoulder yeah in between him and his head in the camera so the whole entire the entire way he walked down bag on the shoulder blocking his face covering the face up yeah, yeah. the value of the heist mm-hmm. 14 million pounds of jewelry okay. precious stones gold bullion cash emerald sapphires diamonds wristwatches such as um Rolexes and rings. So, bunch of stuff. Yeah. 
Rich people stuff. Yep. Imagine having so many, like, watches and gold and jewellery and, like, all this stuff that you have to have somewhere other than your own house to store it Story. because it's not safe. Well, like I said, this is, it was used by the local jewellery businesses. Oh, okay, yeah. I forgot that this was also business, not yeah, just Yeah, it's, it's a business zone. There's yeah. lots of these places around. Okay. All right. Yeah, okay, still. So, later at the trial, someone came forward claiming that an extra... 10 million pounds of gemstones and pearls were taken. Yeah. Never really substantiated. So, so roughly maybe a total of 25 million pounds. Yeah. Which is- I r- don't believe this person that all of a sudden comes up in the trial. Yeah. Which, which is roughly, it, I did the conversion last night. It's roughly uh, 47.2 million Australian dollars. Nice. So, quite a large haul. That's, that's a good holiday. It was the biggest burglary in English legal history. Yeah, wow. So, yeah, they were caught. Okay. Nothing glamorous about it. Sorry. Bit flat on that one. Yeah. How were they caught? All right. Th- this better be juicy, boy. So, it is a bit juicy, actually. Because you kind of gave it away in a flat way. Ah, oh, sorry. Juice it up. So, the investigation went to New Scotland Yard's elite anti-robbery unit, the Flying Squad. The what? Flying Squad. The Flying Squad. I knew you'd love this name. What? I don't, though. Why? Don't you? Why are they flying? I don't know. It's just- What does flying have to do with it? This is what they're called, the Flying Squad. Okay. I'm dubious already. Okay. To begin with, investigations didn't go well. They found bleach bottles everywhere. The place was also just a mess. Tools and concrete dust all over the place. Okay. As I mentioned uh, previously, the hard drives and the recording devices for the CCTVs were were taken. So, they did actually do a fairly decent job of cleaning up after themselves. Yeah. Bleached everything. No DNA evidence. Yeah, that's it. There was no DNA or fingerprints or anything like that. Some some CCTV uh, from neighboring buildings was recovered. Yep. Uh, they tried tracking down the white van, mm-hmm. like number plates and all that. Dead end. Fake. They just or stole one or something. They they did find it, but it was off with someone else and doing something else. Like I don't know exactly the details on that, okay. but it was a dead end. It didn't lead them anywhere. Okay. The breakthrough came on the second night. They after like um, the master had left. When I said mistakes were get made. Yeah. On the second night, two members were seen getting in and driving a white Mercedes. Okay. Yep. The, more, the white Mercedes was, uh, had distinctive f- features. It had a black roof and yep. black rims. That doesn't sound that distinctive. Oh, okay. I, I assume it was modified. Yeah, well, because it was how it was, they were able to track the car on CCTV. Okay. So, like, like in the movies where they go, oh, this is the details of the car, get the, the cameras to yeah. follow it. And they were able to, camera to camera, oh, okay. track oh, okay. the car. Right, okay. So I as it drove they through, found the- it just based on those features. I was going to be a little bit surprised. No, they, they, yeah. they okay. So they as it drove off, different cameras. Yeah, they, yeah. they tracked it. Yep. It was tracked to a residential place in Islington. Yep. Um, where they, it was then staked out and watched for several days, and it was discovered it was being used by Kenny. Kenny. Yep. Whose real on, name? Kenny. Whose real name is John Kenneth Collins. Okay. Age. Oh, man, some of them tried with their nicknames. Yeah. This guy's just like. No. Kenneth, Kenny. Yep, done. His age? Also, I'm going to fall asleep. Hang on, this is the kicker boy. His age? Yeah. 74. Oh, he's an old bloke. He's an old bloke. No wonder he fell asleep. Yep. That's the kicker boy. (laughs) It's after 7.30. Wow. The total- He fell asleep. The total age of the gang members, 482. Average age? Wow. 60. (laughs) It's a bunch of old blokes. I do remember this. Do you? Yes, I remember hearing about this and it was like, yeah. And they were all super old. Yeah, a bunch of old blokes. So, nice. detectives followed John Kenny Collins for days and ID'd everyone he met with. Yeah. One meeting at a cafe took detectives one step further in the right direction. He met with <laughs> Brian Reader, also aged 74. Yeah. The two met in prison and like John <laughs> Kenny Collins was a bit of a career criminal. Yeah, okay. A long career criminal. Yeah. I don't have it written down, but yeah, I have uh, remember reading about this Brian Reader. 
he was in prison for a gold billion bullion heist. Okay. Um, so they're experienced heisters too. Yeah, I forget back. Oh, I forget. It might have been in the uh, early eighties. Um, yep. Anyway, he got done with this heist. He's a uh, acquaintance during the heist. They ran into a, like a dirty detective, and as yep. the detective had his back turned, this other bloke stabbed this guy in the back and killed this detective. Yes. They were both acquitted, claiming self-defense and whatever. Oh yeah, stabbing Messy. someone in the back definitely self-defense. Anyway, they they went yep. to prison. They've been to okay. prison. That's where they yep. met. They met in prison. Yeah, um, I mean, no doubt they're not great people. No. Surveilling. John Kenny Collins. Yeah. Uh, for another couple of weeks. On the 24th of April, he met with Terence Perkins. Okay. Terry. Terry. Yeah. Yep. Come 65. On. Terry. Yep. Terence okay. Perkins, 65. And Daniel Jones, Danny, who's 59. Just people can't see it, but I'm rolling my eyes yep. so hard at yep. this. Like I said, they weren't, yep. some of them Not weren't clever. very hard. The newspaper gave him some interesting names. Like there yep. was Montana, the tall man, the gent. Um, These are all better. Yeah, I know. All better than the master and Kenny. Yeah. I don't feel so bad about Carl not having a nickname now. No, really. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, to get them all connected to the heist, on the 1st of May uh, uh, at the pub, the castle yep. again, they've gone back to the oh same my pub. God, yep. John Kenny Collins and Terence Perkins met Brian Reader for a drink and a cheeky tale on how they got the pump to work. So, remember, Brian Reader's the master. He's the one that left off yeah. the first night. So, he's back. He's like, I can't believe you did it. Yep. He's well, come back. Let's all meet again. Yeah, he's come back. He's like, you got to tell me how you did it. Because yeah. um, the police were following him. There was an officer in there that had a little sneaky camera yeah. set up and he was recording the guys having a conversation. Yeah. Uh, there was no audio. It was just video. And uh, you can look this up. I've watched it. Yeah. There's literally a video of, I think it's Terrence, making a, like a pumping action on how they got it to work. I <laughs> love that. Yeah. So, he's come back and go, how'd you get it to work? He, he might have even been chasing a cut. Like, oi, guys, I come up with this plan. I can see him like pantomiming. I'm like, yeah, I'm just- Yep, it was pumping it real good. That's yep. e- that's exactly what it is. And then they got lip readers in to study the video and yep. like get a- I don't trust lip readers, but yeah. Anyway. I'm sure it wasn't too hard in this one. No. So, uh, because of that, they were able to get authorization to bug cars. Yeah. Okay. So, when they bugged the cars, they were able to get more information, yep. which led to identifying everyone that was involved. Of course. I feel like they're so close to being amazing and yet- Just the Mercedes. Just dopey. Like, get in your own car, yep. drive back to your house, yep. all meet up, like, a couple of days later, and then pantomime what the thing was you would do. Like, oh, come on, guys. There's there's ro- uh, recordings of the audio that was recorded in the cars. Yeah. Oh, here we go. It's great. Yeah. I don't have any quotes, but it's great. Like, they're just bagging out, like, oh, maybe left and stuff like that. Like, oh, he, he effing left, and now he wants a cut. Like, what an the idiot. The master? Yeah. Yeah. So, anyway. So, yeah, like I said, they're, they're able to gather all the evidence they needed. And their yep. identities um, and the location of some of the stolen property. Yeah. And on the 19th of May, so this is what? 19th of May. A month later? Two months later? Yeah. Oh, April, wasn't it? Early yeah. April? Yeah. Yeah, so it's about a month. Two months. April, March, May. No, March, April, May. April, right. March, May. Sorry. Yes. Please cut that out. months ago. <laughs> Please cut that out. This is becoming a little bad. Uh, <laughs> on the 19th of May, uh, the gang had met up to divide the loot. Yeah. Uh, and that's when the police raided. Okay. So, raided the property, arrested yeah. everyone. Um, okay. There's also a video of the police raiding. There was like hundreds of police officers involved. Yeah, well, of course there was. I don't know what these blokes are up to. Only one member of the gang slipped through the cracks. Please tell me it was Kenny. It was Basil. Oh, okay. Um, remember, he didn't- I he, was really hoping it was Sleepy no. Kenny. He he never really- um, Oh, no, I slept in and missed the heist. <laughs> he never really met up with him again. So, he took that yeah. bag and was never seen again. Smart guy. Because yep. the rest of them seem like real dinguses. Ding guy? Ding guy. So, the man known as Basil yep. 
uh, was actually Michael Seed, 54 Seedy years old. Seed, yeah. Police identified him in November of 2015, but waited yep. until March 2018 to arrest him so they could catch him with the stolen goods. Yeah, okay. Uh, he'd been smelting down the jewellery, making gold ingots in his house, so that's how he was selling it on. That's smart. So, of the £14 million worth of loot stolen, approximately yep. £4.3 was recovered. Okay. Still in its original form? Like, not melted? Uh, I'd, I'd say so. But that's still yeah. quite a lot of uh, loot that was... Gone. Gone. Yeah. Possibly, what, £20 million? Uh, Possibly 25 yeah. yeah. But officially 14 so about yeah. 10 million of it still Oof. missing and the newspapers had some great names for the gang yes as you said before yep dad's army no this is like as the the, the name of the gang yeah oh okay yep. dad's army yep. dad's army the diamond wheezes <laughs> the old baggers or bag diamond. blaggers diamond wheezes yeah or as the french press um called them le gang du puppies the granddad's gang. Oh, i love that <laughs> Le Grand du Pop- What was it? Le Gang du Puppies. I love that. So, that's the du heist. Puppies. That's the heist. What a heist. They got in. Got ni- they got in. Got, they got nicked, sleepy. To use a bit of English slang. Nicked. Got in. Got sleepy. Gave up for the night. Had a nap. Bought more gear. Came back. And then decided to just meet up in the pub and talk about it. Yeah. I- I'm going to- You know, back, like right at the start, I was like, what are they meeting in a pub for? Like, yeah. Can't people find them? This yes. Is, this is just what they did. This I is the know. pub they meant, went to all but the like, time for drinks and catch up and- Immediately, I, I saw the problem there. It's a public place. Yeah. And what happens in the end? Yeah, of course, the police are there. So, I've got some quick facts on um, where the gang is now. Quick facts. Uh, Michael Seed. Seed. Uh, also known as Basil. Uh, sent to prison in 2019, serving 10 years. Ooh. Brian- Good time to be in prison, though, if you're going to be in prison. Why is that? COVID. Well, if it gets into prison. I mean, it's going to get- Anyway, not the point. Yeah. yeah. Well, I'm just saying, like, if you're going to miss any time in history, the last two years is probably the time you want to miss. Well, we're all in house prison. Yeah. Uh, Brian Reader, the master. Yep. Was sent to prison in 2015, uh, sentenced to seven years. So, he got less. Yep. Because he'd left. Uh, well, he got- we'll get to it. So, okay. I should say, uh, Brian Reader, the master, John Collins, Kenny. Yep. Daniel Jones, Terry Perkins, uh, they were all sent to prison in 2015 and sentenced to seven years. Right. Okay. So, Brian Reader served three and he was released in July 2018. Yep. Uh, Kenny was released in late 2018 after serving half of his sentence. Probably slept through most of it. Probably did. Danny was- I just remembered they're all super old. Yeah. <laughs> Danny was given another three years in 2018 after being convicted of another gem heist from 2010. <laughs> nice. So, he's still there. Terry yep. uh, died in prison in 2018. Aww. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Carl Wood, nice. he was sent to prison in 2015, sentenced yep. to six years. Okay. Can't confirm, but uh, he may have been released because it says he lives on disability allowance. He's got Crohn's disease, if that's anything. Yeah, that is a- uh, That's not a good one. No. Crohn's. I believe- I think it's Sneed- Oh, not Sneed. Seed, uh, the master, Brian Reader, and Kenny. Yeah. They're looking at another seven years because they've got like a um, confiscation thing. They need to pay back about 6.7 million pounds each. And if they can't, they get oh, seven wow. years of prison. Okay. So, they're definitely going back. Yeah. Or is it Heist 2, Electric Boogaloo? Maybe. Uh, there were some other guys that played uh, minor roles. Um, they got- um, Nursing Home 11. They got discharged and um, didn't get anything. So, but that's it. That's the yeah. Hatton, uh, Garden Heist. Uh, like I love that the twist was, they're old. They're old, yeah. yeah. So, I, I know, I got you though, because you, you were did. like, oh, you gave up that they got caught. Yeah. No, that was a, a fake twist. No. Fake twist. Fake twist. Well, I mean, it wasn't really a twist, no. but- no, the fact that it was they're old. They're so old. They're so good. Like these, do you imagine these old I'm blokes? I'm going to have to look these people up. I'm, I'm going to post- I want to see how old they look. I'm going to post a picture on our socials. 
Yeah. So there's the the picture of the gang, uh, there's like their mug shots. There's the hole they drilled into. I believe it or not, Hat and Gut and Safe Depository no yep. longer open. Shocking. Turns out they're garbage at protecting your stuff. But I believe it's still there. So you, yeah. if you want to visit and go down and have a look at everything, I believe it's all still there. There's videos I mean, and pictures. To turn it into a museum. Yeah. Yeah. So um, yeah, there's a picture of the vault. Um, picture of them. I'm going to link the video of old mate pantomiming the pump in the in the Love pub. That. Yep. So there's going to be some good social stuff uh, for this episode. Nice. But that's it. That's the episode. Yeah, loved it. That was a good one. Yeah, thanks, boy. I'm, oh, the more I read into this story, the more I fell in love with it. With these old blokes having a crack, I could just imagine the them. moment you told me they were old. I loved it twenty times more. Yeah, like that was the plan. That was the plan. Was, these oh, old just, blokes with like Zimmer frames. Like, yeah. I just imagine them trying to get the wheelie bins up the stairs, just heavy as full of gold <laughs> stuff. They're, they're all grey hair. They're seventy, all like wrinkly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow. You know what I'm picturing? I'm picturing, like, people I've seen at nursing homes. <laughs> just, and they're just like, oh, I'm so decrepit. Psych. I could steal everything. Yeah, just planted a heist. In, yeah. What, what, what would they be planning to heist in a nursing home? The no, keys to the chocolate they're box? Leaving. They're oh, like, okay. oh, we're going out for the night. And the people are like, oh, whatever. Anyway. Okay. I'm pretty sure there is a story of that. I'm sure I've heard one. Well, maybe that'll be another episode. All right. Well, thank you, everyone, for listening to this week's uh Cheeky tail. Cheeky tail. Uh, like we uh, alluded to a couple of times, we do have social media pages now. Uh, we've got a Facebook, an Instagram, and a Twitter. Uh, you can find them all at Cheeky Tales Pod. Uh, you'll find it on all three of those. Uh, we'll be posting some images and uh, and anything related to the uh, the episodes we talk about. Yeah, it's exciting. Um, went up for last week's episode. Um, yeah. Kind of missed the first two, but what are you going to do? What are you going to do? Start it again? Absolutely not. I mean, we could have just put content up and then started from there, but- Go start somewhere. It's episode three. It's good. Oh, well, right. yeah. Again, thank you for listening. Um, hope you enjoyed. We'll, good, uh, good app, boy. That's a good- Thanks. Thanks, boy. I was a little bit like, okay, yeah, this is a good heist. Yeah, cool. Yeah. Turned around on me like that. I know. that. Like I said, that was yeah. kind of the plan. I kind yeah. of wanted to- Lots of details in there, but it was kind of setting you up for that. Yeah. So, I think we got a couple bangers in a row. All right, so uh, I'm, I'm pretty excited for my one oh, yeah? in two weeks' time. Yep. It's a special two-part episode for mine. Okay. Started off as one. Way too much info, decided I loved it all and couldn't cut anything. So, Fair enough. that'll be fun. All I'm right. excited to hear it. Yeah, it's going to be good. Chloe, that one's going to be for you. Ooh. Direct call out because <laughs> of her comment today about not wanting to listen to the tennis one. So, boy, I feel like we need a producer because this is the part of the episode we always struggle with. I'm terrible at ending a podcast. <laughs> so I'm terrible right. at starting one too, to be honest. But- um. You know what? Maybe we'll just keep talking and I'll slowly fade it out so that it's like, fade oh, it. you know. They fade us out and it. fade the music fade in. Fade the music in. Like a 20 <laughs> second fade. So, it's really, really long. <laughs> and then it just ends. <laughs> so... Uh-